This is the Impact Report. I'm your host, Katie Elman. The Impact Report brings together students and faculty in Bard College's MBA in Sustainability program with leaders in business, sustainability, finance, social entrepreneurship, and more. These conversations go live the first and third Friday of each month. This week, Bard MBAs Emma Jenkins and Lucien Harlow Dion speak with Lily Traeger, Executive Director and Director of Investing with Impact and Head of Impact Solutions for Morgan Stanley Wealth Management. Well, hi, Lily. My name is Lucien. Pleased to meet you this morning. Hi, Lucien. Nice to meet you. I'm Emma Jenkins. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today. My pleasure. Hi, Emma. So, Lily, I'm going to kick things off. We wanted to start um, asking you about uh, actually where you went to get your MBA. Uh, you attended Bainbridge Graduate Institute, which is now Presidio Graduate School. Um, ben and I attend Bard's MBA in sustainability. And I think it's interesting that, you know, neither is a traditional quote unquote MBA because um, sustainability is baked into the curriculum at both schools. So we wanted to, you know, see how that starting point um, affected your trajectory, what you think the benefits were and what you might say to someone considering or completing an MBA today uh, based on your experience? Sure, Um, it's a fantastic question. And, you know, at the time when I was considering business school programs um, over a decade ago, I was considering both traditional and sustainable programs. Um, and at the time, there was very little on the sustainable front, as I'm sure you can all appreciate. Um, there was one dedicated school, Bainbridge Graduate Institute, and there were several dedicated tracks within some of the larger traditional um, you know, MBA programs. And so both were, were, were part of my consideration process. Um, for me, I, I had the, the kind of... Um, you know, unique experience of already being in the the sustainable and impact investing space, having started in 2006 with a focus on institutional investment consulting and, and, you know, um, and transitioning over time towards due diligence and research, uh, always in that sustainable and impact investing realm. Um, I had, you know, committed my career to that space and accelerating the flow of capital towards sustainable impact investing. So um, it was a natural extension to also think about my, my graduate training ground as, as an extension of, of that focus and passion. Um, so I certainly uh, took the decision, you know, um, I did not take the decision lightly. It was, it was a, a challenge to determine ultimately, um, you know, where I thought the industry was going, but I, I believed firmly um, that sustainable impact investing was moving closer and closer towards mainstream. And that, uh, you know, spending my years with like-minded individuals focused on, you know, triple bottom line accounting and, and you know, how really to think about sustainable and impact uh, as an integrated part of uh, traditional business school uh, curriculum was the best path for me. And I look back at those days extremely fondly, not only because Bainbridge Graduate Institute was on a beautiful island off of Seattle, 
Um, <laughs> so it was, you know, business school in, in the woods, if you will, but, um, but also because it allowed me to continue working professionally. So it was a, a um, you know, a kind of executive style program in the sense that um, there was some virtual content and in-person content, which afforded me the ability to, to continue working and applying what I was learning in a practical setting. Um, and also, you know, I, I, I see what some of my classmates are doing in terms of leading as, you know, um, sustainable corporate directors, um, as um, innovators inside of finance and investing, as, um, you know, focused on shareholder engagement and really trying to influence companies through engagement. And, I'm, I'm, you know, I know I'm amongst a group of folks who are passionate and dedicated and, and um, you know, and, and connected through our, our shared experience in school. So that's been fantastic. And for those who are considering um, MBA programs going forward, look, you no longer have to choose between a sustainable-oriented program or a traditional program. They're now more integrated um, than ever, um, and there are multiple, right, um, uh, dedicated programs, standalone dedicated programs as well. So you absolutely have the benefit of choice at this moment in time, and I think also a broader ecosystem of job opportunity once, once you do graduate. Yeah, that's Thanks. great, Lily. Yeah, um, and also thinking about um, your network of um, of uh, former colleagues in in your graduate program, um, it's really it's really so powerful for mission driven um, professionals to to stay connected in that way. Um, and you're a founding member of Wise uh, Women Investing for Sustainable Economy organization. Um, which I am a proud member, and it's really, really um, had a very successful year, and it's expanded, um, and it's just been, it's just been a really strong organization from from the time that it's um, that it got started until today. And so, can you say a little bit about um, why you think it's been so successful? Why it's such a critical group to exist? Absolutely. Um, and thank you for the question, Emma. So WISE, as you said, Women Investing for, for a Sustainable Economy, really has a dual focus of advancing sustainable investing and advancing women's leadership through a supportive community of those who identify as women um, and also are, are you know, focused on the sustainable and impact investing industry. So having founded the organization with my fellow co-founders, Eva Zlotnicka and Lori Choi, uh, in 2012 here in New York City, um, whereby we basically had monthly meetings, you know, hosted in each other's living rooms and really cultivated deep relationships over our mutual interest in, in the growing field of sustainable impact investing. And, and at the time, there were, you know, fewer folks in the industry, there were, you know, fewer dedicated efforts across major global firms and so um, you know we really did have that feeling of being um, you know kind of individuals inside of larger organizations or you know part of smaller organizations dedicated to the space and we wanted that ability to come together and and to um, you know to, to bond over our, our shared passion and interest both professionally and personally and I think that um, connection, right, that community has ultimately led to the success of, of WISE today, 
um, you know, where, where across eight global chapters, we have, you know, over 2,000 members and, and, you know, monthly events across most, most chapters. Um, and even in a virtual environment where the chapter leaders have done an amazing job continuing to facilitate um, connection between members, right? And we've also started doing more global content because uh, when, when uh, place matters less, right, you can create global events uh, virtually. And so that has definitely been an evolution of, of WISE as well, kind of the, the post-COVID-19 environment. But it's, it's a great, um, you know, weekend warrior uh, passion of mine. And I think the purpose is more relevant now, now than ever in both growing the, the sustainable and impact investing industry, but also in supporting, um, you know, supporting the, the professional development of people identified with them. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's such, it's such a great network of really talented, passionate and intelligent women. It's, it's really, I uh, feel always feel really full after attending an event. So it's definitely a great organization. Thanks, and, and Lily, we wanted to ask you a little bit about um, a day in the life at Morgan Stanley and what you do. Um, could you speak to kind of uh, the, the size of your team and, and how it's organized maybe a little, um, what your your clients are looking for and, and how you consult uh, to answer some of their questions around impact investing? Absolutely. Um, so by way of background, right, uh, sustainable and impact investing has been a priority at Morgan Stanley for over a decade through the visionary leadership of James Gorman, our chairman and CEO, and Audrey Choi, our, our chief sustainability officer and, and chief marketing officer, who launched global sustainable finance at the firm level in 2009 to really build a um, leading uh, focus and strategy across all of our businesses um, to knit sustainable and impact investing into our core capabilities. Uh, that was over a decade ago. And if you think about the timing on that, right, um, with, the, with the Great Recession um, having commenced in 2008, um, the timing was really remarkable because it showed a commitment from the highest levels of leadership across our firm to sustainable and impact investing as a future growth driver of our business at a time when um, most of our competitors were ultimately reducing their resource allocation to um, you know, ancillary as it was deemed activities. And so I think that that visionary leadership ultimately has set the um, stage for Morgan Stanley to grow and develop uh, our commitment to the space over time. And that, you know, has been certainly driven by increasing investor demand, right? Whether it's clients who are interested in, um, you know, uh, values alignment, making sure that their impact goals are met through their investments, or investors like long-term institutions that might be focused on mitigating risk or the potential for outperformance. Um, but that demand has really been a key driver in, in our innovation as well. Um, and so in 2012, we launched the Investing with Impact platform across Morgan Stanley Wealth Management, really the first major platform led by a, a financial services institution solely dedicated to, to sustainable and impact investing. And since then, we've seen significant momentum both across our firm and, and the industry. 
Today, um, you know, nearly 50% of financial advisors, we have upwards of you know, 15,000 financial advisors, are using, uh, consistently using investing with impact investment strategies to, to help um, build portfolios on behalf of their clients. Um, and so that, that, uh, that you know, penetration, that utilization by financial advisors and clients has really grown over time, um, and that that you know uh, that what we're able to do is focus our objectives across investing with impact on advisor and client education, on providing innovative products and portfolio solutions, on developing cutting edge tools and analysis such as our impact reporting capabilities, um, Morgan Stanley Impact Quotient which we launched um, around a year ago this time in collaboration with, with Global Sustainable Finance. And, you know, also allows us to develop thought leadership and publications that are helping to promote um, better awareness of sustainable impact investing and, and connect our clients to themes that might matter most to them, like mitigating or adapting to climate change or helping to accelerate the flow of capital to communities that have historically been underserved, women, people of color, um, disabled, LGBTQ, right? And so um, our team is is pretty remarkable in the sense that we have a lot of industry experience, you know, over well over 50 years of industry experience. And we work really closely with the broader ecosystem of sustainable impact investing efforts across the firm to deliver value to, to our clients. Um, and that value that we deliver is, um, can simply be, you know, referred to as um, the ability for our clients to generate market rate returns right alongside positive environmental and social impact and all of the products and portfolios and tools and research that, that supports and underpins that. The Impact Report podcast is brought to you this week by Continental Advisory Services. Continental Advisory Services provides unbiased financial advice, helping clients to think outside the box to identify hidden opportunities. For more than 15 years, Continental Advisory Services has driven investment in environmental solutions, including energy storage and environmental engineering. Visit continentaladvisory.com to learn more about their work or to speak with a client specialist. Um, is there one question that people come to you with if they are starting to grapple with the questions around impact investing? Yeah, I mean, the major question that's on our clients' minds is the same question that has been on their minds for many decades as it relates to the performance, financial performance of their um, investment portfolios. They want to know how am I performing as it relates to my impact goals? Am I actually generating the types of positive environmental and social outcomes that I sought to generate um, through through setting up the, the portfolio that, that I have? And, you know, many of our clients have focused on particular themes, um, again, climate change, community economic resilience, right, uh, and others, um, while, you know, some clients are, are just focused on broad-based sustainability and thinking about this both at the level of, you know, navigating utilization of natural resources, but also social and, and governance dimensions. So clients want to know how they're doing. And um, they really haven't had that, that ability to sort of systematically 
both quantitatively and qualitatively assess their investment down to the security level to see how well they align with their unique impact goals until um, we launched Morgan Stanley Impact Potion. So our, our reporting capabilities um, uh, help our clients to get at that question, which is critically important and, and we'll continue to enhance those over time to, to meet the needs of our clients. Yeah, and we and we wanted to hear a little bit more about the impact quotient. Um, you know, what what's the what's the approach to the tool or the methodology, um, and and also maybe how how are you able to successfully um, deliver a report using the impact quotient to your clients? You know, the impact investing space is full of complexity and and jargon, and so how do you utilize that data tool to help um, clients really? get a get a good grapple on their impact and, and what it means to do so through their investments? Sure, it's it's a fantastic question. It's a subject I, I love. Um, and as I mentioned, the development of Morgan Stanley Impact Quotient was really a firm-wide collaboration for showcasing the best and the brightest thinking across um, many of our um, many of our capabilities, both technology, data, right, um, client insight, um, and and distribution. And uh, the problem we were trying to solve was to help investors really get at the environmental and social impact of their investments. And the challenge we were facing is that there's inconsistent data, right? There's hundreds of data providers which are now seeking to deliver insights on, you know, environmental, social, and governance dimensions. Um, much of it is sort of inconsistent, non-correlated, right? Um, and, and ultimately requires a significant amount of massaging, right? Auditing, verifying, mm -hmm. and ultimately making, making useful. And um, there's no consistent rating system uh, globally, right? Um, certainly there are some global norms like the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and some other um, you know, asset class specific rating systems uh, and corporate rating mm -hmm. systems, but at the sort of investor portfolio level, there really isn't. And so Morgan Stanley Impact Quotient seeks to solve that, that problem. And what we have been able to, to create is uh, again, launched in 2019, a, patent pending application that sits on the desktop of our financial advisors and captures in jets the client's unique impact profile. So that can be a selection from over a hundred environmental and social priorities. And once those goals are understood and um, you know, uh, ultimately placed inside of this technology application, then the advisor can ultimately run uh, a set of reports, right, up to 15 modules um, which x-ray the client's portfolio and provide transparency into how well their current investments are aligned with their environmental and social objectives. And from there, we've developed an alignment engine whereby advisors can identify new investment opportunities that might be better aligned if there are, in fact, areas of the portfolio that aren't meeting the, the client's impact goals. So it's this really end-to-end -end system, right? Understand and discover the client's impact goals, assess, and, and provide transparency into the client's current investments through the reporting application and ultimately evolve the portfolio over time as needed to, to better match the client's goals. So that end-to-end -end client-centric system, uh, I think is, is what differentiates MSIQ today. Yeah, wow, that's really powerful because I think that one of the reasons ESG data is, is not well correlated because there's 
so many varying um, philosophies and different ways that different data providers might rank certain um, ESG factors based on values. So to be able to customize that data for the clients is, is a pretty amazing tool. That's great. That's such a great point. And I think, you know, how people are largely utilizing ESG data today is at the ratings or scoring level, right? So they're, mm -hmm. they're leveraging the sort of uh, underlying algorithms or black box methodology of the big ESG data providers. What, what we've done is ultimately said that that may lead to unintended outcomes. And so data needs to be used in its rawest form, right? The underlying data mm -hmm. form. Um, and ultimately match to the client's unique objectives to uh, provide that that level of transparency. And we're seeing this movement, you know, broadly. Others are are understanding that the ratings or scoring data may have some unintended consequences, and hence leveraging the raw underlying data to ultimately drive decision useful um, insights. Awesome. Thank you. As you were alluding to. Um impact is is hard to define so it's really interesting that you've you've developed this end-to-end -end solution could you uh speak to uh specifically the thematic toolkits uh that morgan stanley uses and how that helps sure. investors align their goal their impact goals to their investments absolutely so the idea behind our toolkit uh you know uh, is to provide a client-facing guide to help navigate complex, often politicized themes from an investment perspective. So what are the risks and opportunities associated with transitioning to a low-carbon economy and, and climate change and fossil fuel-aware investing? What are the investment risks and opportunities associated with gender equity investing or faith-based investing? Um, and ultimately, our, our client-facing guides navigate and provide a continuum of investment opportunities um, that are actionable, right? That a client can say, okay, now I understand this theme, not as a subject I'm reading on the front page of, of uh, my local paper, but I understand the theme as an investment idea and how it relates to the types of strategies that I might own in my families or nonprofits you know, portfolio, both public equity and public fixed income, as well as on the alternative side for, for qualified clients. And so the way we've really developed this um, stable of toolkits is based on both, you know, product proliferation and availability, um, but also market opportunity, and finally, climate client demand. And so ultimately, that's really centered us around, you know, six or seven toolkits, um, you know, retirement investing, 401k investing, climate change and fossil fuel aware, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, faith-based investing, and, and investing for foundations around uh, mission alignment. How do you take your mission statement and translate that to an investment policy statement and an investment plan? Um, and those toolkits have helped over the years uh, our clients and their advisors navigate these themes and apply them to constructing a portfolio. So we're looking at providing access to innovative products, right, aligned with the themes, broader portfolios that are diversified across asset classes, and then, of course, tools like MSIQ that can help to assess the alignment with those themes over time. Okay, so, Lucian, do you think we should um, maybe move to our final question, since we're kind of nearing 10 o'clock and 
we definitely want to hear perspective on that one. Does that sound okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, great. So this, this question is really um, thinking about your work really in, in the um, outlook of, of a post-pandemic future um, and really thinking about how those impact themes have have shifted as of late, uh, whether it relates to you know worker rights or or health crises, um, and also you know the country's response to the killing of George Floyd and others, um, and and as those themes might embrace racial justice, um, how how is that looking? Well, you hit on all the main points, right? We are at a unique moment in time where now more than ever, sustainable impact investing is is top of mind for our clients for all the right reasons, right? Um, because it reflects the growing confidence that the types of companies that are taking care of their employees, right, that are utilizing natural resources efficiently, that are ultimately seeking to empower a diverse set of opinions and perspective across diverse stakeholders are those that will perform over time, right, that have the potential to be strong financial performers and, and mitigate risk. And so we are seeing that um, accelerating flow of capital to um, sustainable impact investing during this, this unique moment in time. And as you said, we've had you know, all too powerful reminders of you know, some of the, the systemic injustices which exist um, along social and racial dimensions and how important it is um, to really utilize all tools, right, including the private uh, investor capital to ultimately seek solutions towards that end. So in terms of, of my outlook, right, I've never been more optimistic that um, sustainable impact investing will continue to grow and achieve the outcomes it's seeking to achieve, right, with, with greater ability to target certain themes through investments, as well as the ability to measure the outcomes of those investments across asset classes. Um, I, you know, I, I ultimately believe that that will lead toward uh, a significant acceleration in, in investment capital and significant positive outcomes along some of these dimensions. Um, you know, from a thematic perspective, I would say that uh, we, we still see our clients focused on the same historical trends um, pre-COVID, right? Transitioning to a low carbon economy, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, faith-based investing, as well as a focus on community economic resilience. And I think there's just a heightened awareness across um, several of those themes and an increasingly uh, increasing ability for investors to target those themes through their investments um, in such a way that, that can meet their long-term financial goals and generate positive environmental and social outcomes. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. I mean, the past year has, has been quite the use case for the kind of economic impacts that can result from environmental disruptions, right? So um, I like how you folded that, that piece of risk mitigation in with optimism for, for utilizing this as a solution. Great. Thank you guys so much for these excellent questions. I'm sure we could talk for days on the topic um, and, and hope that uh, some of the insights will, will provide value for some of your listeners. So, so thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Lily. This was a great conversation. Learn more about the topics discussed in today's episode by visiting morganstanley.com.
Join us for the next episode of the Impact Report on Friday, October 2nd. We'll be speaking with Mitchell Silver, Commissioner of the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation. complete lineup and other news, visit us at impactreportpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. BARD MBA in Sustainability is one of a select few graduate programs globally that fully integrates sustainability into a core business curriculum. Learn more at bard.edu slash MBA.